0: David A. Price presents... Hello, folks. Welcome to Marvel Noise, episode 423. I'm your host, Stephen Grant Raker, taking on a new name and philanthropist (laughs) persona after consolidating all my raking and podcasting revenues.
1: I'm going to be the Frenchie of the podcast. No, I'm not going (laughs) to. Boy, if I did that the whole podcast, how annoying would that be? (laughs) With me,
0: as hopefully always, are Kevin, the Whirlwind X, and Andrew, the LA Rabbit.
2: Do I have to drive a taxi? (laughs)
1: <laughs> no, I thought one of us has to be Marlene, Kevin. So, Uh-oh. you know. Oh, oh.
0: Ready for more mirth, merriment, and mayhem in the mighty Marvel manner? Well, here we go. Marvel Noise is the Marvel centric semi monthly podcast that's twice a month for you subscribers to DC that is sponsored by nobody. That's right. The only commercials you get around here are fake ones and occasionally solicits for. Like Friends' Kickstarter campaigns and stuff. Baltimore Comic Con, that kind of thing. The entire Marvel Noise cast is happy to be propped up by the Herculean arms of Derek Coward and his deliberate noise network. Still making noise after all these years, as are we. We're in Marvel Noise's seventeenth year now.
2: That's a lot of years. Right?
0: So we're playing around with alternating roundtable discussion-type episodes with our group read feature-style segments, and this episode, under our supervillain classics heading, we've got Moon Knight's Adversary, it is, I'm not sure if that's really the best word by the time we come out of this, but it's Stained Glass Scarlet's first four appearances, which cover over 15 years of publishing
1: super that's villain weird. classic steve how can you say that if she doesn't have at least three different marvel legends figures
2: <laughs> yeah i don't know if they'll get one i mean from these covers you would think they would get one but i i think i fell uh to that classic trope of uh
0: expecting
2: something out of, the, out, of out of this especially this first story
0: yes that, well, that's
2: because. Because, you know, it's it's like that legendary thing, and you ha- and you have something built up in your mind after all these years, and you're like, ah, the covers, and then what you think this character can be.
0: Totally. And I then,
2: uh, well, the stories are quite something different.
0: I know you like Moon Knight, and I wasn't sure how familiar you were with some of these stories that I think are classic because they're the ones that I picked up off the racks that made me love Moon Knight in the first place. And, you know, you think of Moon Knight's Rose Gallery, and it's pretty small. We've we've done this exercise before, you know, there's there's Bushman, Spectre's former boss, the you know, ruthless Merc guy. There's Morpheus, the weird mutant dream manipulating <laughs> psycho guy. There's uh, the Midnight Man, who was a burglar with a cape uh, and a legacy. Uh, Black Spectre, who was a mayoral candidate with a dark gladiator mob boss alter ego. He's pretty good. And Stained Glass Scarlet, a lady who... I think you for- forgot well, the secret empire, Steve. She was, you know... St- who, who? How do you define Stained Glass Scarlet? It's like she was somebody's mother. Like... <laughs> you know, it's complicated as to how this minor character made such a big impact on Moon Knight that you think of her as one of his, like, major roles. I mean, I guess because he's encountered her more than once,
2: <laughs> you know?
0: But
1: well, it's not you look a great, at those covers. I mean, I think I agree with Kevin. Like, Black is definitely the top. Uh, Bushman is purely Bush League. Uh, Midnight Man is so meh that, I mean, it has like a generic name, but at least Black Spectre. I mean, I never really liked the reverse image villain who's just like the dark reflection, but yeah, yeah. I thought they that's did a classic. decent job with him. I mean, that's mainly the great art that you think of him in those Sinkevich. you know, that kind of character with a lot of shadow lends itself to his styling well, but I'd say that's far and away. The most iconic character villain we've got, he's got in that Rolodex.
0: So, Stained Glass Scarlet's first appearance was in Moon Knight 14, written by Doug Munch and Bill, uh, with art by Bill Kevich. And that came out in September 1981. I was an 11 year old. And it was Moon Knight's first direct sales issue, along with, uh, what was it, Micronauts and Kazar. These three books went to 75 cents and were only distributed to direct sales shops. Their little uh, number and price box um, would, was a diamond instead of a square. And you were supposed to be getting more, um, what's the word they used to like? Like sophisticated type stories, more adult stories. Um and wraparound covers which were kind of cool
2: you know i don't know if i would advise reading some of these <laughs> on uh whoa 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 steve <laughs> on uh, marvel unlimited like when you would all zoomed in and everything like like i've read some of these in 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 paper form and then i didn't have the other ones i mean i could have went to the trade paperback but i wanted the authentic feel Yeah, yeah.
1: Wait, I never do. I
2: might as well just pull it up on the Unlimited anyway, see how it is. And then, I don't know, some things you can really tell, like like if there's backgrounds missing or stuff, it's just (laughs) like, oh, um, I think this was a mistake because it, it doesn't do any favors to the art on this first issue I, th- I think it like the art's better on the second appearance than the oh, first appearance sure. yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. I,
1: I always do full page i never do the zoom in do you do zoom in i like just the full page i mean yeah it's ever gonna be print but if i'm doing the digi it's the big full yeah. like i'm reading the I, comic
0: i've always felt like the artist is thinking of the page composition as well as the individual panels, but that there's something to how the whole page is constructed that is how I'm supposed to experience it. Why do the half-page thing usually digital?
1: Wait, how do you do half? I thought it was either page (laughs) or panel.
2: No, it's not. Kevin's got
1: all kinds of... I mean, these things do have a a serious... (laughs) I would say they're a big... NEF is the biggest problem with uh, most of these comics. Well,
2: do do you not put it to the full screen? Like, you, you got the... Or do you still see, like, your browser or your taskbar? Like, I always go full screen.
1: Oh, no. I usually keep the browser in there. And the, that... Because that way, you know, I've got a bunch of tabs open. You never know when work might call. <laughs> <laughs> well, you also got other... I mean, you got other a quick push. show that you're doing work. <laughs> you know, they're all... all right.
2: like, nothing there.
1: So anyway... They're all cross... Uh, you know, they... they Back then they used to cross over, so I, it's not going to give me the next issue. A uh, spoiler for what Steve's going to say. We're going to jump to Mark Spector, so that's a different title than Moon Knight. You know, you need the different titles open, just like having a pile of comics <laughs> on the on the table.
0: So Moon Knight fourteen, the way it's constructed, it's there's two stories that are on a collision course, right? It, and it's pretty heavily narrated, although thankfully it's. Narrated to the reader, not to Moon Knight, as you know, we've come across a lot in the Bronze Age where the narration is like to the Iron, to Iron Fist. You know, you're the Iron Fist. You know, you <laughs> you see your adversary, that kind of thing. Um, and it's such a small scale story, right? It's it's really driven home that point, like right from the beginning, because it opens with. Scarlet looking to the stars through a telescope in the opening sequence, and you know that feeling when you're looking at the stars, like you're uh, small in comparison,
1: right? Also interesting, except for opening, no splash pages in this first issue, which was uh, a yeah, gives you a feel for the kind of, like you say, I think that lends itself to this personal story steve in a yeah, way yeah and it was a you know like they don't thing. want a, yeah they don't want like a giant dramatic which because i thought this might go more filmed war but without that twist to it i feel like it i don't know maybe i went in with that expectation and without it it sort of twisted on me yeah
2: i kind of expected it, like a supervillain thing and that's totally on me and then i'm like oh yeah, like a lot of expectations built up, for sure.
0: Well, Moon Knight's yeah. best when it's, it's street-level mob stuff, I I think. And here, Scarlet's hold up living secretly in an abandoned church. And meanwhile, Moon Knight's got a night off. We've got Steven and Marlene bonding over literature and music. And what you said, Andrew, about it being a very personal story, I think part of the story is is just that guns suck, right? Like that's part of, I think, the driving force behind this story in the first place. And it really is, um, we're hit over the head with it as a reader because this it, it, issue came out in September 81. So you, know, you think when the writer might have written it before it went out to be drawn uh, in December 1980 is when Lenin was shot. But you know, crossbows are awesome. So He wasn't shot by a crossbow, Kevin. <laughs> so, Steve,
1: <laughs> that would have been
0: Stephen. Then we and would have gotten a bunch of anti-crossbow in, comics. Like, in an alternate
2: reality, he was shot by a crossbow.
0: Well, Stephen and Marlene are bonding over, listening to music, and then she's playing music, and it, and it turns into this very personal reaction to John Lennon's death. I thought it was a really powerful couple of panels. So, Scarlet's son, Joe Mad Dog Fascinera, has escaped prison, where he was sentenced for murder. And he's on a crime shooting spree with four other escapees. And Steven and Marlene hear the news, too. And so, Moon Knight's on the hunt. While Scarlet just waits. She's, like, anticipating something. Until, all of a sudden, her... Intuition tells her it's time to go and she casually kind of gets her red hooded cape and heads out.
2: She's the hood before the hood, but yeah, this is like a, a d- demonic hood.
1: Kind of like a sexy Miss Havisham. <laughs> so, Unless, who, you know, you find Miss Havisham sexy already, you know. No 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 shame on that.
0: Moon Knight spots gunfire from the mooncopter and drops in on the gang in the process of of escaping a robbery <laughs> and he takes out two of them. But
1: Fassanera
0: splits on them in the getaway car.
1: <laughs> the Mooncopter. <laughs> I know that's its real name, but man, it's uh, it's really got. Uh, and there's had to be a better thing in there, especially to sort of break the whole Batman thing. They could have just called it his vehicle, or I don't know. Yeah, since he was moon never, copter.
0: since Munch was never thinking of Batman in the first place, he would never thought to take steps <laughs> to distance him from it. He was a this Moon Knight was an adversary of the werewolf and uh, all of his, you know, the, the moons were silver bullets, not mini batarangs. And, you know, it, 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 anyway, Frenchie follows the other two uh, convicts from the sky and he alerts Moon Knight that they went into this grocery store, which is an old fascinera gang hideout. And Moon Knight sees Scarlet go in, confront them, and then leave. And has Frenchie track her back to the church. So Moon Knight takes down these other two guys in the grocery store and then confronts Scarlet at the church, where she tells her story that Fascinera is her son. She was a nun. She met a repenting Fascinera senior. She left the order and they wed, had Joey. Then Senior went back to his organized crime ways, ultimately robbing a bank, and was chased and later shot, leaving this church where the money was never recovered, so possibly hidden here. Then Young Joe goes bad, becomes Mad Dog Fasenara, kills a guy and shoots a half a dozen others, totally turns his back on his mother and ends up sentenced to life in prison while Scarlet Lives her life in a self exile.
1: But her. Intent- yeah, definitely one of those ones where you're like, so she just hangs out there. Like, what about going to the bathroom and food <laughs> and all well, the- Churches do have bathrooms. <laughs> those things you're thinking of the whole time. Like, sometimes if it's in, abandoned.
0: Sometimes in church, you got to go to the bathroom.
1: <laughs> I mean, wouldn't someone, if they're maintaining it, then they must know she's... I don't know. They're just these weird where you're like, (laughs) wouldn't someone see that someone's living there? And if it's abandoned, I don't think in New York it would stay unmolested for long, especially, you know, they got to have the street criminals always. But I guess she guarded over it. Anyways. She's going to shoot them with a crossbow. Yeah, this is pre-crossbow, Kevin. You're you're spoiling (laughs) the future.
0: So her intention is to save her son when he comes to the church looking for the money which happens right then Moon Knight knocks away his gun but he's got a second one hidden in his boot and he shoots Moon Knight you know Moon
2: Knight gets shot and stabbed a lot he really does
0: (laughs) then Scarlet shoots Joey dead he stumbles falls on the bell tower pull cord and ironically dies revealing that the money was hidden in the bell all these years Wah, wah. She drops her gun, wanders off, and Moon Knight is left standing over Joe's body
1: just muttering guns. Yeah, this one has a definitely uh NEF problem. So I you know, it's a weird street level like
0: Andrew uh, hit right off the bat, um hit the target on. It's a it's a personal story and you know you think she was gonna save her son but she saves moon knight and and it was like the only way for her to save her son from this life was to take his life
1: well he had a gun on heart like it was a bit more you know shoot or be shot and i think that was just to show that he was completely unredeemed i mean To point a gun at your mom, like, hey, we've all been angry or something, but that seems a bridge too far.
0: So, her next appearance was Moon Knight issue number 24, the next year in June 1982. And it's late June, it's like the 29th, practically July, so it's 10 months from issue 14. That was in September of 81. And it's the same Moon Knight Team Supreme of Munch and Sienkiewicz. And I mean this is you said the art is a little better in this one Kevin Yeah. and Sinkevich says it was this issue that he broke out of his Neil Adams mode uh, and started swinging that would for the make fences yeah. and, and it's apparent right on the cover right because there's this yeah. cool dress bleed design where you can see through the dress some places but other places it's opaque it's, it's really crazy yeah they do this a lot now and he also starts doing stuff like frequently showing thugs fighting moon knight composed in the panel with their heads not in the panel which usually is like a compositional no-no but it really works to like dehumanize the people that he's beating on (laughs) (laughs) Because <laughs> Moon Knight's pretty brutal, and when he's kicking butt on some dude, it's like you don't want to see his suffering face. <laughs> so Kevin just puts him right out of the panel, zooms the camera in a little bit, and gives you a pretty dynamic, intense um, composition. But it—it's it, just he's just like kicking some body, you know. Of... he's
2: he's throwing those a stick or something? You're like, oh no, is that going to some poor guy's eye or
1: something? Well, so he's back to like a few splashes, a few irregular panel layouts, some more dramatic design elements that are gonna that we think of him for. I feel like what I thought was weird though is uh Scarlett seems to be aging backwards. I feel like in every appearance (laughs) she looks younger and younger, and then somewhere I'm like. Wait, how old was she when she had this kid? Like this one, she still looks. At, but as we get on, I'm like, "Well, I think yeah. they keep Other creative her... teams." You know. <laughs>
0: well, and I think the creditless, almost wordless splash page is a real work of art in its own right, with a neat design sense. With the it's like a neighborhood with these crisscrossing like laundry lines and stuff. I think it's pretty cool. So there's a meeting of some crime syndicate lieutenants that gets interrupted by a shadowy figure who kills them all with a crossbow kevin <laughs> yay all right and she leaves I'm on a, board now she leaves a Zoroesque signature an s in a little shield superman
2: It it, it stands for oh wait <laughs>
1: <laughs> i just thought like i guess all that time in the church she was doing a lot of working out and practicing with a crossbow. And Hitting I do like how in comics, like if something goes wrong, you just montage your way into having super near superhuman skill at whatever you want.
0: you telling me it's
2: not like that?
0: Yeah, I think it's, again, I think it's more the next creative team that jumps the shark with, <laughs> with, with that. Here it still seems like it's the same character to me. And it's, it's the sequel story that in some ways... Really should have ended her story. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, <laughs> um,
2: so You, you never think that she's going to show up again because she's just, you know, a regular person.
0: Moon Knight figures out that it's Scarlet one year after his first encounter with her. And he finds her at her son's grave. And she's going to take out the head of the syndicate, Manny Sindone. He, he don't sinned. And this guy hooked her son on smack back in the day and turned him into the mad dog that he became. So Moon Knight's stuck with the dilemma, which he confides in Marlene. Sort of. It's like, should I stop her from killing a known killer, right? So Key he heads to Manny's compound, and Scarlet's already there. They tip off the guards with their... ethical yammering.
1: And... <laughs> <laughs> And sc- 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 I can tell which part Steve zeroed in the, <laughs> the, the weighty philosophical debate is what kept him
0: in this And sc- Scarlet slips away to find Sindone while Moon Knight's distracted fighting all the goons that are guarding the house Scarlet crossbows Manny's personal guards and faces him And when Moon Knight arrives, Sindone's got a gun pointed at Scarlet Who has her crossbow aimed at Sindone and he's stuck again with the dilemma. Who do you save, right? And He takes out Sindone's gun, which gives us one of those panels with the head out of frame as he's bolted in the throat. Again, really yep. effective, right? It, it, it makes it... It takes the... It, 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 it lets the code accept the panel <laughs> the because <battle laughs> they took his head out of there. Um, and Scarlet thanks Moon Knight and slips away, and that's that.
1: Yeah, they get their rated T for teen. Lots of, uh, lots of blood when she uses the crossbow. It's gruesome. And, uh, you know, then uh, she makes it seem like she's going to quit because she drops her crossbow. But, you know, I think this is too good a character. Someone's <laughs> going to pick it back up. Yep.
0: I mean, these original appearances in the early 80s, 10 months apart, were street-level crime stories. And remember, too, that at this time, claims of supernatural actions attributed to Khonshu were just speculation. It's not like now where Khonshu's real and everybody from the Avengers to vampires have dealt with him. <laughs> you know, there's no, <laughs> there's, there's no more snuffle conjecture regarding him he's an old god actively participating in our modern world and hooking up moon knight and empowering him and bringing him back into to life when necessary and all that stuff Um, but back then it it was questionable there was is there something supernatural is it all just you know if if anything that's where specter's um mental state was a was a little bit um, loose right like that's he's not crazy but that's where he was a little bit like people were not sure yeah sure you were brought back to life you know what I mean like it's, it's you never really knew whether Kanchu had any juice behind him back then so after the first Moon Knight series ran its course and then the six issue second series fizzled out even though I thought it was kind of cool Moon Knight did a tour of duty in the West Coast Avengers before he got his third solo title in 1989, which was Mark Spector Moon Knight, the first 21 issues of which we covered on Marvel Noise episodes 384, 386, and 388 from February, March, and April of 2002, 22 last year.
1: Uh, Steve, I think now... Uh, Mr. Snuffleupagus, everyone sees him. Yeah, I, I know. think they retconned they that because did. they didn't want kids
0: to think that adults get...
1: wouldn't believe. Yeah, yeah. Them. So I think I that, it. much like Conchu, Mr. Snuffleupagus is now canon. So waiting <laughs> for that team up. After uh, those Chuck Dixon
0: written issues that we covered, the series continued all the way to issue sixty, with its finale in January nineteen ninety four. And along the way, it jumped multiple sharks, relying on Infinity War crossovers, ridiculous familial relationship reveals, demonic heritages, armored costumes, and ultimately Moon Knight's death. Oh, oh, stunt death can't forget Platt. Yeah, that was the one good thing about it was Platt's art (laughs) was a little interesting. And we here on Marvel Noise spared you, our loyal listeners, all of that. But after the, of the after-Dixon issues, there was one memorable arc that covered issues 26 to 31 from March to August 1991, ten years after the original Tales starring Scarlet. And these were written by J.M. DeMattis with art by Ron Garney and Tom Palmer, featuring wild covers by Bill Sienkiewicz, too.
2: And I think these all have a splash page on the first. You open them up, right?
0: You're standing. I mean, I didn't
2: look. I didn't go look back and check, but I'm pretty sure each one of these. Oh, and then it also. And I'm like, as soon as we get into like the, these quotes or or Bible things, I'm like, not uh, not something that su- super eases me in, and I'm like, oh, oh I'm yeah. so into this right away.
1: Hey, can I make it? Do you guys want another embarrassing confession by Andy? Sure. For sure. Yeah, I get Chuck Dixon and Buzz Dixon confused. (laughs) What? (laughs) And Buzz Aldrin. Yeah. (laughs)
0: Buzz Aldrin.
1: Because Buzz Dixon, I mean, I know he did a lot of... I think of him more for his cartoon stuff. But yeah, I'm always like, wait, is that Chuck Dixon or Buzz Dixon? I think Chuck Dixon also worked in cartoons. Yeah, it's weird. I mean, so, why don't they have different name? Like, And also, Chuck, it's really Charles, isn't it? Ugh, too many names.
0: Uh, in issue 26, and then these are written by uh, Dematis, um, Scarlet shoots Crawley with her crossbow and blows up Gina's diner. That's mean. Like, totally, like, just terrorist acts. And Moon Knight, meanwhile, is thinking about giving second chances because he got one and professes this to Frenchie and Marlene in front of Kanshu's statue.
2: Yeah, he really has a whole bit about that in here, doesn't he? How everyone deserves a second chance and everything. That's the, yeah.
0: for real.
1: Yeah, and they really de aged her in this one where I'm like, Wait, how old is she again? Yeah. I mean, maybe she used all that money.
0: Moon Knight appears in a vision to Scarlet. And it's like, is it Khonshu's doing? And then Scarlet appears to Moon Knight in front of Khonshu.
1: And it's like, mm, that's Khonshu's doing. Moon Knight seeks her. Well, don't out. forget, she also has like a whole crew that works with her now. Oh, that's right. She's flunky, it seemed like a, a weird level jump of like, not Total. only the superpower thing, Absolutely. but she has a crew. Yeah. Like... Moon Knight seeks her out. At her son's grave.
0: Because, hey, that worked the last time, right? And he gets ambushed by her three acolytes, the scarleteers, I'm calling them.
2: Well, you you got to figure if you have a church, and you have other churchgoers, and they're like, we got to all get into the robes.
0: Yeah, but it's like... I her, can
2: piece together the, the stuff that happened in between the other years.
0: Her crusade was so personal and, and and small in scope, though, to like think that you could rope other people in on your... Baggage,
2: but she used you know, the money.
1: Yeah, plus when the you money
2: to fix the church. See, I'm I'm working towards my yeah, no price. Yeah, she's
1: here. got plumbing now. Plus, when you team them all <laughs> up like that, and they all dress the same, I get real big Secret Empire vibes again. <laughs> like yeah, right? one of them was fine, but now it's like the lady Secret Empire. Except you can all see their faces because they're you know they're these runaways that she trained a la Batman and Robin style, so they can beat people up.
2: So, well, if you don't see their face, you might think they're the crimson cowl.
1: So Scarlet
0: appears at the scene too at the graveyard, and she just wanted to see Moon Knight for now. And they escape, but Moon Knight kind of freaks out because he can hear Scarlet's voice in his head. Scarlet lights a candle and recites a William Blake poem about being consumed by flame and Moon Knight hears it in his head and fire spews forth from Khonshu and Moon Knight doesn't even like Blake. Jim Morrison sure did, though. Man. well, that break on through the other side, all that business was all right from Blake poetry.
1: The only Blake I need Steve is Don Blake. (laughs) I like Blake's
0: art. I thought his his art was kind of cool. It was like kind of that, I don't know, like gargoyle-y kind of real ancient classic kind of stuff. Anyway, in the second issue, 27, Scarlet and her now five from three Tears attack Frenchie and his girl and kidnap him.
1: Man, if you have like a... Uh, take a drink every time Frenchie eats Yeah, right. you read enough Moon Knight, you'll be dead pretty soon. But, you know, you gotta have Frenchie in this thing or it's not that's a Moon Knight comic. A, that's because Marlene's no damsel in distress, so they gotta put that role onto Frenchie.
0: Scarlet babbles about needing her white angel to save her. Otherwise, everything burns. Moon Knight keeps getting visions and hearing her reciting Blake... And he confronts her on top of the Brooklyn Bridge, but she's already freed Frenchie. And she kisses Moon Knight, stabs him in the back, and then pushes him off the bridge. It's like, dang!
2: I, he needs to upgrade like his suit so that the
0: the blade just bounces off. He needs the armor, his chest. Yes, <laughs> the armor from later in the series. <laughs>
1: It's just another Tuesday for Moon Knight. But how about, Although the kiss was seemed out like a weird yeah. vibe because he's always banging on about Marlene, and, yeah. and then they don't really come back. To, I feel like this could have used one more pass. Yeah, I, I feel the, like the moment was the one of those things where you're just, like,
0: frozen in shock, though. Like, I felt the awkwardness of him just being like, what is going on? And she's just all, like, talking and saying this weird stuff, and then she's kissing him, and he's like, what the... And then he's getting stabbed, and the next thing you know, he's... <laughs> falling off the bridge um but what gets me is she blows up his like um i don't know his like little quinjet airship thing she blows it up with one crossbow
1: shot
0: uh-huh. <laughs> he shoots the fuel tank yeah,
1: boom. Yeah, frenchy it. needs to do better at uh making sure that thing's not leaking gas
2: yeah no kidding
0: in the third yeah, part
2: the the whole thing of a it just reminds me of daredevil too like if they're if it's like they both have like those cloth like costumes and then they keep on getting stabbed and shot up. And then they both get armor later on and make a reference to like, ah, oh. I'm like, wait a second. Is this because of, I don't remember anymore, but it'd be funny if you made a reference to it. Cause I know in Daredevil, they sort of make a reference to him getting shot, but he has the armor on.
0: In the third part in issue 28, Marlene is praying to Konshu while Scarlet is praying to God. You know how uh, Dematis loves to have his uh, juxtapositional scenes and everything. You know,
1: also puts them in similar outfits, which seem. I'm like, what was Marlene dressed like yes, was that? that was... Like she dressed in the same out. I mean, different yeah. color, but it seemed like a weird. I choice. mean, you, you remember all those Spider-Man vermin
0: yeah. yes. stuff with all the crazy panels, <laughs> the Sal Buscema drawn stuff, where. He, this is, this is what Dematis did back then.
2: Yeah. I thought was it might thinking, not have been writing a... that at the same time right now, because I like all the extra panels and all that business.
1: I also thought it might be nice if you weren't like a big moon night guy. Cause when he's dying, he kind of goes like a bit of a story recap yes. of his yes. origin. So that would be handy if you're like, Hey, who's this moon Knight guy? I don't, I can't afford that werewolf by night issue. Um, you know, so Moon Knight
0: probably drowns uh, after falling off the bridge, but he's revived by his rabbi father, Jesus, and Conchu, working together as a trio.
1: <laughs> that sounds like the beginning of a joke. <laughs> they walk yeah, into a bar. <laughs> right.
0: Marlene and Frenchie are there with the moon copter when he surfaces, and Scarlet is able to make the water burn with an apparent pyro kinetic ability now like so much of this doesn't make any sense at all and that's part of that shark jumping that this series did after Dixon was done
2: he's he's being like a regular typhoid Mary now
0: he totally issue 29 has Moon Knight recuperating with Marlene and Scarlet is recalling that she was molested as a child but she burned her father while he was asleep in bed and that's why she joined the convent to atone. And the one person who valued her was her son, and she had to shoot him dead. And in this fragile state, she accidentally burns down the church and sends her tears running.
1: Seemed like unnecessary retconning. Yeah. In this one. This is the one issue you, they probably. I mean, they need to realistically have Moon Knight. You know, heal a little bit, but <laughs> I like I said again, feels there's something here. Just a few more passes to kind of tighten it up. But I get it; you're on a monthly schedule. You need to get these books out the door.
0: She, her plan, Scarlet's plan, is to burn the city and redeem it, and force Moon Knight to stop her. Women, right? In the fifth issue, issue thirty, news reports are. All over the place of bombings by stained glass Scarlet. I mean, she's quite a celebrity now, all over the news and sending notes and quotes to stations and stuff. Moon Knight's one step behind. He fights the Scarlet Tears on a rooftop and gets beaten pretty soundly and left there. I mean, this isn't his week at all. Does he get stabbed in
2: the chest again?
0: <laughs> so he has a vision of and, And his father and God saying second chances are born of being able to love your fellow man or some such thing. And that totally jives what he was always been trying to do as Moon Knight and what he was talking about when the arc started. So it's coming back around. He then symbolically burns and has a revelation as to what her plan is so we next see Scarlet going to the hospital where Crawley's recuperating to burn Crawley in his bed poor Crawley, right? but it's Moon Knight that's under the sheets and he confronts her and I think it's kind of interesting because she calls on her violent husband her father and God kind of one at a time a panel at a time before trying to burn Crawley and Mark's rooftop vision was the violent conhu, his father and God all presented one at a time and identified in a panel in three consecutive panels. Again, it's that De or Dematis, however you like to say, it really loving to compare ideas and sequences and and mirror images and stuff.
1: Boy, God bless you Steve. I had punched out of reading a lot of this. (laughs) (laughs) Glad you're still in. Don't worry, it's it's almost over. It just, it's pretty, I don't want to call 80s comics heavy-handed, but this is in that we're going to really drive I really think that maybe issue two or two too many type of thing where they want to keep running these themes. And I get you want the repetition of it and the whole, yeah, Moon Knight was right to redeem people, but in the end, he's not changing at all. Because in the beginning, he was all about second. Like, there's no. It's not like he's suddenly yep. now giving second. So it's weird to go through all this to have no change in the thing. Really, it was about my re- humble opinion.
0: It was about revisiting Stained Glass Scarlet and trying to put a new layer on her character, even though it's just yeah awful, that she had a bad so childhood. Crazy
1: right yeah
0: I don't need that so he she swats Moon Knight away and detonates bombs across the hospital floor which totally pisses Moon Knight off he tangles with her but he's got to let her go so he can save the people that are in danger and they're juxtaposing this encounter with these male and female tribal archetypes that are dancing around a fire and tussling showing that this is like you know their dance Moon Knight later finds her atop the bridge again, and it's all moody and raining and everything. And she tries to stab him. Worked the last time. But he demasks and explains that, hey, you know, he was given a second chance and she deserves one too.
2: Well, at least he learned from his
0: previous encounter. Yep. But she jumps off the bridge and drowns. But cra- does she? Yeah, she does. <laughs> when when he's climbing out of the water, you see her hand come up and then sink back down. I'm
1: with Kevin. But does she <laughs> well, you know, to, to his credit, he jumps
0: after her. Uh, but we do we see her hand come up and then sink down in that cinematic way that uh Dematis likes to write, you know, script pages. It's I think it's a she's dead, Jim. Did we see the body though, Steve? We saw it sink. <laughs> Did we, though? So the arc seemingly ends with a splash of Moon Knight overlooking the harbor, the city, and the storm clouds. But there's an epilogue, issue 31, that's pretty much just Fluff kind of putting a bow on the arc and setting up the next one that has the hobgoblin stalking Moon Knight from the shadows. But Moon Knight's on a crusade in this issue to give second chances, street-level... Criminals, mob, boss-level criminals. Everyone gets a scare and a warning in this issue.
1: Just like in the first one, you know, (laughs) because we want to show growth. It really would have been nice if they had started with him being a bit more like, I don't know about giving second chances, and then he could come around to this, oh, it is the right thing, not, you know, waffle a bit, and then it shows that this whole thing had some hustle for him type of thing, as opposed to just... Eh, you know, why not? And, and I'm the same as I always. I was, I was right and she was wrong. I mean, obviously he was right and she was wrong, but, you know, I would have been. I don't know. I guess I want more out of this, and yeah. that's not really fair on the story. I, issue 31 has a lot of wordless panels and sequences, too.
0: Kevin, I'm not sure if it passes the stopwatch test this issue. It, it's really just fluff.
2: Well, after that uh, underwater sequence where I almost tapped out. <laughs> I mean, I'll, I'll take an issue like this. Also, is it wrong that when they say next issue is Hobgoblin and Spider Man, and I sort of see like a, a more like Demogoblin like yeah. Hobgoblin? I'm like, I got it kind of excited by seeing that.
1: <laughs> There's nothing wrong with enjoying some Hobgoblin. I just, we, this thing, all these appearances are fatally flawed due to lack of Frenchie. Needs about 30% more Frenchy in these things.
0: Well, a... maybe
2: he's off in another one of uh, Mark's secret um, hotels or apartments somewhere that he doesn't use.
0: What a difference uh, in, you know, the presentation of this character, though, right? From this somebody's mom, small crime, no supernatural elements stories to this, like, you know citywide terrorist that is communicating with the papers and stuff and has a posse of uh, tears and you know, it's just <laughs> yeah, scar- and, and she's like a ninja and you know, it's like uh, it, it just seems so over the top and crazy. I, I get the trying to show some love to one of the characters that appeared more than once in the original Moon Knight series but I just thought it was so such an over the top type um, execution of what they build as the return of Stained Glass Scarlet and made it into like a six issue epic, like just crazy. Yeah, I, I think,
2: heard that someone on Marble Noise thought this was was a pretty good story, though.
0: That's okay. I'm, I'm happy <laughs> when people like things. Um, it would. The creative team is good. I mean, it's it, it, you know. Dematis is a good writer. I, the art is decent. I like. Uh, Garney and and Palmer, plenty, um, and the Sinkevich covers and everything, but it's just, it's all it's it's empty calories.
1: Yeah, yeah
2: I think I, Kevin I like the the run from the that we are we covered when this title started. I think that's that's better than uh, these issues here.
0: All right, but let,
1: let's. I let... thought Kevin had a good point though about the. It did feel like they kind of wanted to um, uh, typhoid marry her. Like she has one whole character and then did this whole like, oh, she's kind of crazy, but has whatever weird superpowers we need her to have in the moment. And you're like, wait, there's no. And then all the sidekicks were also, one, (laughs) which I guess made sort of sense in a way. But it just seemed like such a weird. We went from A to Z with no explanation in between. She's broken
0: and and wants everything to burn. Just like Mary.
1: Yeah, and I'm like, we could have maybe gotten from one end to the other in a way, in a better way, found a way to get to where they wanted, where she had all this crazy business, but I don't know, getting there that quickly seemed like you're taking too many shortcuts, man. You need to or move us there in a more reasonable way, but hey, we're getting into the 90s, guys. We've got to be extreme. <laughs> I guess if it was pouches. a long
2: run, they could have built it up. And, you know, slowly integrated these components rather than just do an arc like this.
0: And Demantis didn't stay on the book, so it was just like yeah. he had a Moon Knight story to tell and came in and told the story and got out of there. But, for, well, it, it's somewhat of an uptick because at least Scarlet gets handled again by Munch in her next appearance. Because lastly, and we won't linger too much on it, but six years later, at the end of 1997, a four-issue limited series, Moon Knight, The Resurrection War, written by Doug Munch, with art by Tommy
1: Lee Edwards. Edwards is one of those guys, because I took a lot of the 90s off, and I always enjoy seeing, because he did hang out into the 2000s. Yeah. Is he still making comics, or did he move on to uh, something that paid money?
2: He's probably in Hollywood or something.
1: Right?
0: Yeah. So, Doug Munch returns to Moon Knight, but then the editor tells him that Moon Knight's been killed off, so <laughs> Munch has to bring him back first. And to quote Munch, I wasn't too thrilled about having to base a major part of this story around undoing the stupidity of
1: others. <laughs> Wow!
0: but he did well, a good normally job they love
1: to. normally they love that part of the story <laughs> they love hatcheting what the last guy
0: did he it's does uh... he does a good job bringing him back though and brings back a lot of moon knight's classic elements and adversaries in these four issues the first issue has archaeologists uncovering a statue of set and Konshu's at odds with set and basically resurrects moon knight to stop him And it's first on the spiritual plane, where he's dug out of a grave by Scarlet. And then attacked by Seth's agent, the Black Spectre. And then he encounters the werewolf, Morpheus, Bushman, and his three uh, aliases, Mark, Stephen, and Jake.
1: The only thing that was weird, Steve, is we move from, like, she was pretty much regular religion, and then she kind of jumps ship to the... I guess she finds a new religion, an old religion as the new religion. So that was like, well, I guess it makes sense she'd be involved, but she is pretty Shh. typical Charlie Church, not so much, you Except, know, set. It was hard to know after she burned down the church, what her. Uh, yeah, but it, like with the Blake and everything, that's pretty yeah. clearly your old timey Christian one. But I love that the Black Spectre comes back. So, and Edwards does a great job with it. And th- first, so first he was reborn on the spiritual
0: plane in that um, dream sequence, if you will. Then he gets reborn in the physical plane where the konshu statue shatters and there he is. And then when they look back at the statue, the statue's not shattered on second look. But he's back, Moon Knight. He gets reunited with Marlene and Frenchie and they, they're back at Grant's mansion and everything. He's basically restored to basics by the time the issue ends
1: i like how edwards makes is not afraid to make his characters kind of unattractive or dope like it's a nice like we're in the 90s but we don't have like rob Bleifeld esque physiques on everybody and everything which is just kind of a nice not that there's anything wrong with that but it's nice to have this deliberate like you know he's a regular guy with the powers of i mean he's in good shape and everything but he's not like Some weird guy that's got extra abs tucked away somewhere.
2: I mean, it is 97, so this is reminding me more of, like, Vertigo or something like that.
1: Yeah, yeah.
0: Moon Knight visits Stained Glass Scarlet at the church. And he's wondering, like, did he die and did she dig him out or was it a dream? And she's pretty cryptic about it. And, you know, Munch, like I was saying before, he always did take a kind of a tightrope approach on the mystical stuff i saw in an interview they were asking him about the supernatural element of of moon knight's origin whether Kanshu really revived specter from the dead and munch said that he didn't want the supernatural aspect he said he's the one who introduced the possibility of it but it was just another way of getting into the very complex psyche that this guy had he's not crazy but he's got issues he's attributing what he always thought was his own innate abilities to a supernatural deity instead of his own performance so again Munch is purposefully making you not sure and have to constantly question whether there really is anything to the Kanshu stuff or is it something else which is fun and, and such a difference between how it is now, and that was part of the um, fun of having Khonshu all of a sudden be this, um, <laughs> you know, bird skeleton character and everything. That was all, that was a, a, a very different fun wrinkle that was brought into the character. Yeah, skeleton bird band. So Scarlet's still hunting criminals down, and one tractor back to the church, and Moon Knight takes him out, and Scarlet finishes him off. She's talking of fate and ESP like she always does. But that Carson Knowles is back as the Black Spectre, and he does serve some higher evil power, and that he's the key. And before Moon Knight goes to sleep that night, we learn that Morpheus's cell is empty even though the guard believes otherwise. So he's at large, and he's this mutant, reality-warping, dream-controlling psycho dude that was the most powerful adversary that Moon Knight ever encountered. So with his reality-warping powers, Morpheus could easily be behind all this, and there might not really be any supernaturalness at all. So Moon Knight dreams of Khonshu facing Set, and they each produce a champion. Moon Knight for Khonshu and the Black Spectre for Set. They fight, and the Black Spectre wins in brutal fashion, crushing Moon Knight's skull with with his mace. Yeah, I always
1: like the Black Spectre when he's, like, slightly better than Moon Knight. Like, that's the good thing about he's the one... That's more credible about, like I said, my favorite of the recurring villains, way over Morpheus and Bush League and all these other idiots.
0: They're, they're both because they're, they're both washouts from the military, right? Both Spectre and and Knowles. Which is cool. So they're they're you know they really are mirror images of each other. But thankfully, this battle was just a dream. Moon Knight tracks down the real Knowles and confronts him as the issue ends. So, in issue three, we get them fighting. And Knowles is raging on about how he's the darkness and Moon Knight's the light and all that business. And Moon Knight's trying to get him to understand that, like, there might not be any of this light and darkness stuff, you know. This might all be, we're getting manipulated by Morpheus and under his influence. And Knowles is about to best Moon Knight, just like in the dream... But Scarlet shows up and puts bolts into the Black Spectre's left arm and leg. But he escapes by speedboat, which I thought was a nice uh-huh. touch. <laughs> oh, did I want a speedboat chase, but... Uh,
1: adds a little James Bond villain was. style to it. feels like speedboats a... are not normally what you think for getaway. Right. And, but now I want a moonboat, Steve, <laughs> for sure. Yeah. Uh-huh.
0: Moon Knight continues to speculate whether he's facing Morpheus, Set, or both. Cut to Morpheus meeting with Bushman about acquiring bombs and serving Set. I mean, Moon Knight's really gonna have his hands full here. Bushman and his posse attack the museum in Cairo and steal Set's statue, the one that was found in the first issue, for Morpheus. And Marlene visits the criminal... Asylum and confirms that Morpheus is free. And Morpheus explains that Knowles and Bushman serve him just as he serves Set. And their target is the UN conference on peace that's going to happen in New York City. They're hope to strike it and then set off a global conflict of chaos in the name of Set
1: i love the the conference for peace like those they, they, i mean i know they really exist but like they ever do anything anyway. Yeah. but yeah we better stop the <laughs> the u.n notorious for helping global peace yeah, that's uh, <laughs> <laughs>
0: that's that's not what the scope of this uh issue wants to get to it's more
1: just they need a target so they yeah came yeah up with yeah one. no i get it, i get it. it just always makes me laugh that the you know oh the u.n you know Uh, They're more than just blocking traffic, I guess.
0: So in the finale, Issue 4, Moon Knight has a foreboding dream of Khonshu being destroyed by Set. He then traces and confronts the Black Spectre at the airport who's waiting on the tarmac for someone to arrive. And Moon Knight just beats the snot out of Nulls. And he gets ranged weapon help, clearing the black specters' goons from stained glass scarlet in the shadows. I like how she's used here, where it's like because of their connection—that's almost a psychic connection, but it's could really have never been anything more than like women's intuition or a mother's intuition or that kind of stuff. Um, they she's used in this um, helpful role um, or is that just how he sees her so in the morpheus reality warping that's the role she plays you know it's 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 well done how Munch uh, crafts this to make it be that you could be this all could be full of baloney you know or it could be really happening
1: and it's still clear storytelling yeah i also like to pretend like oh you know, uh, he's not going to let Scarlet kill him, even though, like, they're shot in the neck and all these other places where you're like... (laughs) Yeah, Moon Moon Knight's past Crippled for life, but... but, uh, And how did he not finish this? Where I would have loved when he beats Carson. How does he not go game, set, and match when he knocks him out? (laughs) So
0: Knowles reveals that it's Bushman about to arrive, And Moon Knight goes after him when he does. So after taking, I also
1: liked that the Bushman fight was shorter. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. again, we've seen uh, Black Specter much better villain.
0: (laughs) After taking down Bushman, Frenchie and Moon Knight in the mooncopter chase, Morpheus in a helicopter heading towards the UN rooftop landing pad, and this is a cool sequence. I thought that uh, in um, John Paul Leone's. Oh, did I say John Paul It's that same style of artwork, right? Tommy Lee Edwards, Tom yeah. Coker, John Polione. Um, his flying through the city um uh, panels with Moon Knight swinging from the, you know, rope ladder underneath the moon copter in this helicopter chase, I thought were really cinematic and and put put me there over Times Square. So Moon Knight leaps from the moon copter ladder to morpheus's helicopter like he's tom cruise or something and crashes right through the the cockpit window glass and they fight and morpheus animates the set statue or does it move itself you know moon knight's telling himself it's not real and ultimately manages manages to toss the statue from the helicopter And with that out of the way, now he can pretty much put the beat down on Morpheus and jump out just before it crashes, letting Moon Knight glide back to the Mooncopter's ladder. So was it set or was it Morpheus? Did Khonshu say stuff and direct him? Resurrect him? Is Khonshu real? Are any of us real? Dude needs a vacation is what he needs. (laughs) he just came back from the dead and the dude needs a vacation (laughs) but that's how Moon Knight was brought back uh, both to life and back to basics and it's cool that it was done by one of his co-creators Doug Munch and I do think it was cool that he used Morpheus, Black Spectre and even Bushman which kind of made it uh, really a, a truly a supervillain classic
1: Yeah, I just was this whole time wondering when they do the next amalgam and they combine Morpheus with Dream, Steve, what's that character going to be called? (laughs) Dream Dream or Morpheus
0: Dream? (laughs) But that's pretty much the story behind Stained Glass Scarlet. And I mean, she really shouldn't be included with Moon Knight's rogues gallery of his greatest foes or anything because she really isn't or wasn't. Yeah. Yeah. And it's kind of silly that she was turned into this red female ninja punisher commando type. And what's really funny, Kevin, she was on the 50-state initiative list as like a, as, as one of the potentials. Wow. How bogus is that? But I think her creator, Doug Munch's take, is the best. Even when he came back to her this way, how he used her here. You know, cryptic with a touch of ESP. Or heightened woman's intuition, or whatever you want to call it, I, I think that that works, and 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 that's what I think the character was made
1: memorable. Oh, Steve, you missed the Scarlet Tears, though. <laughs>
0: <laughs> so Munch did one other Moon Knight limited series right after this one, with Mark Texiera art, which uh, I would like to read again someday. So that'd be fun if we covered it.
2: You mean we're not covering all these other Moonlight series? <laughs>
0: <laughs> one at a time.
2: Yeah, right. I, I, those omnibus keep on
0: coming out. <laughs> That's how I read the the first two, uh, the, the Sienkiewicz ones. The 14, issue 14 is in the first omnibus, and uh, 24 is in the second one. Those are great. So, and have a lot of good back matter in it. I love that. So scene. do
1: you guys like that format? I don't, I'm not... I'm not an omnibuff of the omnibus format. I like the epics better, I think.
2: Yeah, I really like the epics. Yeah. I, I guess it's more expensive like when you work it out, but the masterworks is pretty sweet, too.
1: Yeah. Like, I haven't uh, gotten a masterworks in a while. I, oh. I forget they jam I think it's so weird because I got them when they first first started. In fact, they've reissued those old masterworks. Yeah, th- yeah, <laughs> th-
2: that's what I should say. When, when people look sometimes at the masterworks, they're like, The coverings terrible or something i'm like no you need to start when they remaster work the masterworks (laughs) like like in the 2000s like the modern era of the masterworks that's when they got proper yeah all my like amazing spider-man and uh spectacular too i guess and then um daredevil like masterworks all the way
0: so Kevin was your reaction to now that you're on the other side of these stories you, you take away the crazy dematis stuff but um <laughs> for for again going into it thinking oh this was like this big thing and she's this big character. like isn't it surprising that it was just this these like little personal stories and yeah they were weird and moon nighty but they weren't like you know she she really doesn't deserve to have the uh Standing that she does in Moon Knight's Rogues Gallery. Yeah, I think even
2: with the with the series on Disney Plus, some people are speculating, "Oh, is Stained Glass Scarlet going to show up?" (laughs) And then you find out like what she really is, and I mean, it's kind of disappointing in a way because it didn't live up to like your your crazy expectation of of something that didn't exist anyway. So that's, I mean. That's on the reader, not on the story. So,
0: although if yeah, they, that is, if they did um, make a Moon Knight series that was more like street level Moon Knight fighting crime and stuff, she would be one of the easiest conversions, right? I mean, yeah,
2: that's why I, I think that's like that gained some traction too. But yeah, now if if, if they did, I would I I would kind of just want her there as like. One of his friends, like some supporting cast member that he gets help from or something, because she's not really like some supervillain he needs to fight.
0: Yeah, It's someone that saved him and then he saved her. You know, in the in the first appearance and then in the second appearance, he saved her by uh, um, allowing her to kill the the mob boss rather than him kill her. Um, And it's they. it, It balanced each other. Uh, well, there. Anyway, all right. That makes it for a good episode, I think. Thanks, Kevin, for walking the walk with me, and Andrew for talking the talk. Next episode will be a, uh, a roundtable style episode, if we're going to keep this up, this pace. And we're getting close to the end of the year, so it's uh, the countdown to a new coolometer. Oh yeah. Start taking your notes. (laughs) I've already started.
1: I can't remember. I can't remember yesterday, Steve. How am (laughs) I supposed to remember a whole year?
0: All right. Until redheaded Scarlet takes her crossbow skills over to GI Joe. Wait, that wow! Hold that. Uh, Until Daredevil and Stained Glass Scarlet paint the town red together. (laughs) Make mine, Marvel.
1: Yo, Joe.
0: Later.